I'm Ryan Castle, and it is showtime. Yes! <laughs> yes! You can't see the amount of fist pumping immediately happening in this room right now, but there are some bows being dropped on this side of the microphone. Well, here's the thing, I'm excited. Once you played that song, I've been waiting on pins and needles more than anything else to find out what song you were gonna open with the next time I'm back on here with. And you know what, I've given it a lot of thought. It wasn't an easy decision. I've gone through several options, and especially preparing for today, you know this, and I'll explain in just a second, there has been a lot of mental preparation for this episode in terms of music I've been listening to. And that is because today, my one bro, he came back to visit for another round of the three things we got to talk about podcast. And today is a very special edition. It is the one has been fiending for some 90s baby making R&B jams edition of the three things we got to talk about podcast. I've been on a solid run of like three weeks of just nothing but nonstop 90s baby making jams. And I would like to take a little bit of credit for that because I'm pretty sure, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, I'm pretty sure what set it off was episode two when me and Justin broke down into the road. Yes. And you listened to that. 100%. And ever since then. I was at home after work one evening. I heard you guys talking about that song, cracking up the whole time. And I was like, man, I want to hear that song. Yeah. And I went to a playlist that I made probably like three years ago. Yes. What's the name of that playlist? It's TBT with a little peace emoji. Right. Because he sent it to me then and now I've been listening to it. And now you've been listening. And we've yes. been listening Solid to playlist. nothing but 90s baby making jams. Yes ever since then and if the whole point of this is three things we gotta talk about i feel like it's only appropriate that we just share with the world exactly what we have been talking about exactly it's, it's dominated our lives to a degree point. and and i wanna i would like to uh capture the degree of which it has been dominating juan's life because once he started fiending i don't use the word fiending lightly he began texting me it was a group chat that was formed with me him and justin and he just started sending us pictures of songs one after another after another and then he woke up the next morning and he's like dude I'm still, I'm still fiending. I still need more 90s R&B. You want to hit up some karaoke tonight, dude? Because I got to get this out of my system. <laughs> and I didn't make it, but you did. You made it to a karaoke night, right? No, I didn't. Oh, you never did? No, okay, so that's still on the plate. We got to no, do that. Not we got to get that out of the way eventually. But I got to bring it back to the, the fact that you're playing this song right now. Yes. And, and listening to you hanging out with Justino, with, uh, with Greg, yeah. and the fact that you pick every song with intention based on... The friend that you're with. You like that, huh? I, I like it. it the, the first time you pointed that out and said that it was an intentional thing, I immediately was like, I wonder what song it was that he played the first time I did that with him. And I went back and it was Touch the Sky. Yes. And I'm not sure I know where that came from. Okay, I'll, And I'll, what's relevant in I'll our explain, friendship that you played Touch the I'll Sky. Explain, I'll explain that but one. But I'll take it. That one, I because me and you have also had our share of Kanye jamming too. I will say for that one, it might have been a little bit more for me because it was the first episode and I wanted to kick it off with like a number one show opening banger and I just felt like, for some reason, that one just felt like the right call. Oh, so it was all about you. It was a little bit about me. But like, that today it's all about 90s R&B because both of us being 90s kids, we grew up on R&B jams from the 90s. So, for the first time, we're gonna do a special edition of Three Things We Talk About where we're gonna stick to a specific theme and with this guy, I don't know if there's a better theme that we could work off. It's it a, really is what we grew up on. Hey, Juan, guys. What's up, buddy? We got some things we got to talk about. Three things I hear. Oh, yeah. So in order to do that, we're going to toss it up to the rundown. <laughs> and go on with thing 
Number one. Number one. Did 90s R&B destroy our generation's perspective of love and relationships? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next Next topic. All right. Next thing yeah, yeah, number two. <laughs> number two. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, expand a little bit. Just, you know, because we're supposed to be talking about things I hear. That's, that's the name of the... That is the name. So what we mean, like, the level of commitment we feel, maybe fear of commitment, that... Our generation, basically we mean people th- these days that are in their 30s. Yeah, I don't know that it's like the level of commitment that people fear. I think that like that's that's painting everything with an even broader brush than we're already using. I like to paint with a broad stroke in we do terms that. of setting up the topic. You and I pretty much do that with everything great. in life that we talk about anyway. Mm-hmm. But you kind of every once in a while you get that itch like you and I have had for the last couple weeks now where this is all we've been listening to. Yeah. And now that we're adults and we listen to this stuff and we think like, man... I was six years old when that song came out. Now I, I actually listen to what they're saying and I'm thinking, that doesn't sound very healthy. <laughs> like, that's not, they should have been going to a therapist about this. Not like, this shouldn't have been a song that was top 40 back in 1992. I was way too young to have been exposed to that concept or idea. To be taught those lessons. To be taught those lessons. Like, Essentially, like we grew up with those things impressed upon us without even, and, I, and I, now I think of all the dynamics and dating and relationships and all our perspectives that we have on love and attachment and commitment and all these things. And I'm thinking maybe boys to men, maybe there needs to be some kind of class action lawsuit against these guys. <laughs> well, do you think it was like some like hidden message? Yeah, like, yeah. Like some Freudian, yeah, yeah. Deep, Freudian state, yeah. deep state conspiracy. Like, we were learning these things without even realizing because a lot of the times that I was listening to songs, like I don't think, I, it's actually, I can't really put myself back in 10 year old Ryan and remember exactly how hearing these words were affecting me and my psyche. Because I do know I've always been the type where if the song's a jam and they're singing about some fucked up shit, I don't really care. That's I'm at a jam anyway. That's the kind of the double-edged sword about it is like pretty much any Tupac song that we grew up on. You know, yeah, you know, and you're you're like, oh, if the beat was there, then I'm gonna sing that. You wonder why you call it. So bitch. we totally disregarded the fact that most of the things that Jodeci was singing about, not exactly mm-hmm. the kind of things that we should have been learning when we were kids. Is all I'm saying. Well, the reason it came across in such a hidden way is because you listen to Jodeci and you listen to Boys to Men, and the the sound of it sounds like it's this amazing love song that's teaching you about like lifelong commitment but there's it there's something about what they're saying and how it makes you feel that turns you the other way i have theories about this spout them out first off and this is like we can get all like psychological like do it we could be psychotherapists neuroscience put our psychotherapy shoes on because it's been a while have you ever heard of a thing called the mode of ignorance Never. Okay, so there are modes of nature. This is like a big meditation thing, right? And the the, the general idea, and people forgive me for probably butchering this, but from what, what I we do here, this is what we do, right? We, we come on with uninformed opinions of and things, and then we just throw them and out there like throw psychotherapists. <laughs> And you are our students. You're but, very therapeutic. But from what I do understand about the mode of ignorance is that there are different types of sounds that influence the way that we feel in general. For example, something that would be in the mode of ignorance would be uh, heavy metal music, right? Heavy metal music is very agitating. 
It's very it is. like, and it does. And so, like, if you want to be pissed off, if you want to be angry, if you want to feel aggressive, you go and you listen to heavy yeah. metal music because it, it automatically like, it, it pushes you and it influences you towards it. Whereas there are lower frequency sound waves on the opposite end that are very soothing and very relaxing. And now, in my two three weeks now of listening to '90s baby making jams nonstop, I've noticed back in like. I don't know, like the Motown days. You're gonna go back even further to, to my guys, Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Those are your guys? Those are my guys, right? They're crooners. They're singing. They're how, how far back do you go with those guys? How far do I go back, yeah, personally? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Whatever I don't have a smart-ass response to that. I'm sorry. I was just looking for a straight-up response. <laughs> Maybe just the number of the age you were at when you started listening to it. Not everything has to be oh, a smart-ass response. how far do I personally yeah, yeah, like, yeah. go back and listening to them? Yes. I got into them when I was a little kid, too. Same thing. I was not exposed to them as my, a kid. My point is, is like, they're singing their actual vocals. Mm -hmm. I, again, I could be totally butchering this, but they were singing from... They're, they're crooners, right? They're singing. I need to look up what crooners is because you said it like three times now. And crooners. Like a, I was going to pretend like I I'm going to let you look it up then. Yeah. I'm not even trying to explain it to you. Don't let you it derail your point. Frank Sinatra I would, was not I singing. would think the gut or something like that. Frank Sinatra was not singing falsetto. And then like you listen to a lot of boys to men. Naturally. They're like, they're whining. You could hear it as they're that if whining. You want to the actual like tone yeah, of their, okay, I get what you're even saying. though maybe the subject might be something very heartfelt, they're legitimately just sitting and like whining about something. Oh, well, I think that influences us a little bit. What singing was and is goes through phases. You know, the R&B sound of the '90s I think came a little bit from that. You know, the '60s you can get like the Temptations or yeah. like some of these kind of like R&B groups that came mm -hmm. along. It stemmed from that, so. You could hear it as whining, but also it was like a new octave. They're transcending what music became. Like, let's think about like, let's take Marvin Gaye or Al Green, for example. Love Marvin right? Gaye and Al Green. Right, Al Green. That's what I see. So that's what I grew up on. My dad was my dad was more playing those than he was Frank Sinatra. Al so. Green would jump into some falsetto quite a bit, but you listen to it, you didn't get the sense that like Al Green is sitting there pleading. Even uh, the Temptations had a song called "Not Too Proud to Beg." Mm -hmm. So that's. I feel like that's kind of what I'm saying category. is that it's not so much about the actual words that are that they're singing, it's the way in which they're sharing the message. You listen to on bended knee, yeah, and it's literally you're waiting for the guy to cry. Let me just direct this back to the original question, and that was like how it affected our generation. Now, our generation, people would say, I don't know, they could call it commitment issues, but I also like to think of it as maybe we're just a little bit smarter than jumping into a marriage that they shouldn't because we've seen generations before us kind of have that mindset that didn't really work out. If you want to subscribe to that belief, you can't now blame 90s R&B music and that doesn't fit into the theme of today's podcast. I feel like that was where we started and now you're, now you're <laughs> I know. backtracking. I'm on. saying let's just scratch it all. Just start from when you asked the first question. Yeah. Scratch everything I just said in the last 10 minutes. It's been like We're starting 20 over. minutes of us talking about So scratch about the last 20 minutes. We're starting over. You asked the question. Yes. Did, did, did 90 and, baby make music? You're, you're doing a 180 on me? Are we're you, doing a, we're, no, we're not doing a 180. Me? We're just scratching my whole mode of ignorance theory. Okay. Just forget that I ever said that. No, it, it no, happens. That's into that. No, that, that's disappeared into the ether. The world never knows that I went on a rant about All right, that. Well, I it's finished. going on the pod, so you're just. It's gonna not, have it doesn't to, go on the pod. It goes on the it pod. It doesn't go on the pod. I get final say. You here. can't. I you get can't control. 
I actually should I should. I would like to hear a Wano versus Wano debate. Here. That's what I feel like we're getting to. It's like first take Wan versus Wano, and like you ever see that video where somebody edited Skip Bayless taking both sides of like Aaron Rodgers? Or that's still something and I would do. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would totally do that. that. You right yeah, yeah, now. I'm into that. Let's All right, it. yeah. To play devil's advocate. I'm playing devil's advocate. Here. What's your thoughts here? Two songs that really the light bulb went off for me. One of them was Unbended Knee. The other one was Fiendin. Fiendin by Jodeci. Fiendin. It's all innuendo, and it's about drugs. Is it? Fiendin. I mean, the, the term fiending sounds like it's about drugs, but That's like... exactly what it is, and if you listen to the lyrics, he's actually explicitly pointing out how his infatuation with a woman is exactly step-by-step step similar to his, his, or a, substance abuse problem. Yikes. That's the impression that we were getting as kids, was that, like... Being in love with somebody, falling for somebody, having a relationship, or just an infatuation is actually a really emotionally unhealthy thing. Okay. And then now we want to dive into the lyrics of On Bended Knee, same thing. I heard that song later that day and I was like, oh man, this guy's literally pleading to this woman saying, I will never walk again. Yeah, Boys to Men tended to take it too you far. You guys went way, they went way too far with Wait, everything. We, the one that we broke down on, and when we did End of the Road, we were hearing him talk about he wants to not be alive, he's dying day. It got depressing. It was like, dude, hey, this sounds like some mental health shit that you might want to check in about. Don't tie this to a relationship because if you're in an unhealthy relationship, that shit will tear you. In my, in my opinion or observation of all of this is that this is what we soaked up through all of our childhood without even realizing. Do you think it made our generation more sensitive? Like we tied too much value to what a love or relationship, it, it got too serious. Like, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we're the ones who are taking this way too far. We probably are. However, <laughs> what I'm really getting Oh, no, we definitely here, are, yeah. Oh, we're absolutely taking this way too far. <laughs> what I'm really saying is that, like, it maybe it impressed upon us that relationships aren't ever actually just allowed to just be a cool thing that you're happy about. No, yeah. It's got to be something that's like a struggle. I or agree. something that's okay, like breaking that, you down. That I definitely something. think you hit on something there. Okay. Because that's a general perspective I'd like to take on relationships. There's always a little bit too much focus on is this for real? Is this forever? Is this can I spend? And it's like sometimes it's like hey is the ride fun right now? Like is what is happening good? Is it working? Yeah, let's enjoy this ride as we're on it. You don't need to put too much pressure on every second of a relationship being like, well, where is this going? What does this mean? What are we? What are the... It's like, okay, but like, is today a good day? Are you enjoying your time with this person right now? Enjoy the time, you know? And I do think maybe that stems a lot from music because it wasn't actually just 90s. Mm -mm. Going back to the 60s and everything, a lot of these, these songs imprinted this culture that if you are looking for love, you're looking for a life partner. If you don't have this person's love who you've decided you must have, fiending, as Jodeci was putting it, then you may as well just be wanting to be dead, as Boys to Men put it. So Which like, is so extreme, but that's, very unhealthy thought. that's when it pushed over the edge. Was yeah. The 90s is when all of a sudden probably it started to get pushed over the edge, where now it was about, I'm going to make all these big grand promises and say, I will never walk again until you come back to me. What? So, what? What I do want to point out is that you getting back into your roots and listening to this 90s R&B these last few weeks, 
I think that's been good for you. Oh, it's been great for me. Yeah, you were you're getting a little bit too down the rabbit hole of your your house house music. House I love music. house. Music. I know you no, love no, it. No, no, not deep I house. I do love it. Definitely. Uh, whatever. Some ass shaking house. Yeah, house yeah music I know. It's good for Last the soul. Last few times I remember hanging out with you, you just wanted to play that the whole time, and it's like, <laughs> and I would try to veer you. I remember the Fourth of July. I was like, let's listen to some old school stuff, and you're like, I don't have any old school. I was like, man, I gotta get I gotta get Juan back into his. <laughs> Where'd Juan go? Yeah, yeah. Where's Juan? Like I appreciate your new love of this new music, but like don't forget your roots. And it's so, not. It's not new love. I know. It's not new love. I know. It's not that new, but like you know, like it seemed to dominate your music listening, and I'm glad that we could kind of steer you back towards like, the base of what Juan is, and that's '90s baby making jams. I think yeah. There's just the extremes, the grand. I'm gonna over exaggerate. I'll never fall in love again. I'm gonna make all these big grand promises to somebody in a song, and I'm gonna whine and complain about it and I'm gonna make it this big, torturous, terrible thing. Like, that's actually, now that I'm listening to all this music, that's how I'm viewing it all. Now the other side, the point I was trying to make about Fienan, I mean, this is a theme in music in general, but again, it's pretty consistent in 90s jams, is, is the amount of innuendo, right? When I think of like, let's get it on. Mm -hmm. He's being so direct, let's get it on. Let's fucking, let's yeah. get it on. Why He's are we saying around it. the bush here. This is my intention. This is what I want. This is what we're here let's for. Let's get it on. Let's get right. it on. Yeah. So you're saying that's more of a 60s vibe than what 90s brought to it? Well, no. What I'm saying is that that wasn't innuendo. That was very direct. There's some very direct 90s songs too. There are some, however, they were again they were veiled in innuendo because freak me is not what he's actually saying that's one of those songs that we could have listened to as a kid and not really not know. really new knocking boots knocking the boots yeah we didn't know what knocking boots See, I, that's why I feel like meant. if I listened to it as a kid if I could go back in my childhood brain I'm like did you maybe know a little bit like I you know what I think there was this kind of childish element in me that was like, you kind of knew what it was about, but like, you know, the, the kid in us to be innocent. innocent. Yeah, just, it, it you tried not to think too much about it because you wanted to enjoy it for the music aspect and not just like the, you know, it's like, dude, oh, girls, you know, like that would actually like take you out of it. So you just really wanted to enjoy the music for what it and was. And so now let's take a very specific dynamic that you and I can both relate to in dating. How often do we get frustrated probably with people who aren't direct about their intentions, about their feelings? How many people try to veil what they really want or think or see? Is it possible that that's a product of the evolution of the music we grew up listening to that was just completely all about innuendo? Yeah, it's possible. I it was never about directly saying what I want. It was, I'm gonna come up with a clever phrase okay. that we can put on the radio and, and it'll still get played without actually saying what we really are gonna do. Does it translate to everybody though? Because uh, I don't know that everybody gets affected by music the same way, so I don't know that, you know, I mean, I'm hearing you say this, some of these things, and I'm like, I don't know that I don't do that sometimes. You know, well, you're you know, wrong, I'm like, right. speaking so with innuendo. I don't even think that me and you are on opposing sides on this. No, one. we're not. We're just, but I'm just saying. But when one discusses it, it's how he hears things. Wait, what was your point? Oh, I don't know. You were wrong. That's okay. The point was I was right. That's what we landed on here. No, all I'm what saying is. You took both sides and you're still saying. All I'm saying that is, is, is that we that. soak these things up. They impressed upon us how we're supposed to engage and interact as adults now. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and maybe there's something to it. Yeah. Maybe. Fair. Maybe. That's a, yeah. So we're gonna leave it on a maybe, that's where we landed on? After all that, after you take I started with the hard yes. <laughs> yeah. Then you veered towards no. And I veered towards And we landed maybe. on maybe. I think we could back it up with 
maybe dissecting a couple songs. I think we should do that. Right. I did suggest a, a, a segment to you instead of let's break down a song, right. let's ruin a song. Let's just go ahead and jump into thing number two. Number two. And that is where I want to do a segment called Break Down This Song. Break Down This Song. But as Juan just called it, he would like to change the name, at least for today, to Let's Ruin a Jam. Because <laughs> that's kind of what we do. That's like, really what we're doing. First of all, because like I would like to start this. Before we get into some of these songs, these are jams. They're fire jams. We wouldn't be playing them. We wouldn't be listening to them if we didn't grow up loving these jams. But we're here to ruin them. We want to dissect them. And when we dissect them, we kind of like expose them for a lot of the shit they are. Once you get objective about yeah. what these people are singing or saying or doing, it kind of exposes. It has the potential to ruin the. Song. It does, but we're telling you up front: these are jams. We love them. So these are jams, no matter so what. So don't at me, all right? Don't come, <laughs> don't come at me with some. Hey, that song's a legend. It's classic. Yeah, I know. That's why we're here. Fight That's me. why it made it. Yeah. Fight me. <laughs> I'm on the front line. What's the first song? The first jam that we're gonna break down and or ruin. We're gonna ruin. We're gonna ruin it, but it's a jam. Again. We love this. We grew up with it. I think most people who grew up in the 90s was. Not only did we grow up on it, but it's been at least one or seven American Idol auditions. Yeah, this is definitely like a common audition 12 song. years running. In any episode of any singing competition, when they just go through the opening contestants, somebody's going to try this song. Somebody's going to try an acapella. And it. they're going to butcher it because nobody does it like my man Shy, or is it Shay? I don't know if it's Shy Here's or Shay, or I feel like in the music video he says something shy. like Shy or something yeah. like that. Like he says something. Here's the problem right off the gate. Why did this guy not have any follow-ups? Because this is the only thing I've ever heard him known for. Wait, it's, was it a? It's criminal. was it a he or was it a group? I feel like I don't even know. I'm pretty sure this because he a has group. a bunch of backup singers. So, anyways. You know the song. You know it more for the name than you probably do the artists that were. You know it more for the melody well, and the hook than you do literally who actually sang this anything song. Anything about or it. Anything I couldn't else. even tell you what he looks like now, and we just watched a music video. It's very possible if you're a Gen Z. Gen, Gen Z? If you're a Gen Z. I don't know what generation we are anymore. Yeah, if you're a Gen Z or. The, the first time you actually heard this song was probably on America. It's probably what actually like rebooted it, but like don't let them ruin this jam for us. Let us ruin this let jam. Let us ruin this okay? jam. I'm gonna do that right now. This legendary classic that we call If I Ever Fall in Love Again. I would like to point out this is the acapella version. Yeah, duh. And the very first time that I saw your brown eyes. I gotta stop right there. Stop. This was a theme that I remember growing up as a kid listening to all this music. Always had to start with the very first time, the first time I saw, saw you. Yes. The that, very first were time. They were big on that. They, they were. were so big on that in the 90s. Mm -hmm. The very first time I saw you, I knew. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? I would like to point out that me and Juan just had a shouting match over which version we were gonna play. It got physical. Chairs were thrown, pencils were broken, glass was The tower shattered. is destroyed. Yeah, the tower is a wreck. But I let one. We hugged it out. out. We hugged it out. Yes. We shared a beer. I wanted to make the original version. He wanted to do the acapella version. Ultimately, I decided the acapella version is better for this because he jumps right into the lyrics. Whereas the other version I like more as to like listen to. But if we want to break down the lyrics, we should do the acapella version. Okay. Your lips said hello and I said hi. Duh. 
That's it. That's literally the most logic way, logical way to meet somebody. I love the artisticness of, of just calling out how the lips said it. It wasn't the person. The lips said hello. Your said, lips said hello. Yeah. And I said, I said hi. hi. Yeah. Which, here's direction. the thing. That's not a story. That's if all I, it took, though. When I come to you and I'm like, dude, Castle. I met a babe. I met a babe, right? I have like how a... Did it I have, how did it happen? She said hello. Well, her lips. What did you say? Specifically, her lips said hello. And you said... Hi. Okay. That works. And then you'd be like... All right, well, let me hear. Let me hear what what his, cool. what what was his reaction to that initial. My reaction? point is that this should be this is a significant story if there's a unexpected reaction or interaction. That's how most interactions. Be, that's begin. how it should be. That's right. Okay. There's usually something significant about that first interaction that's worth then writing a song about. I would like to point out that I had that exact same reaction at the checkout counter about an hour ago at Bonds. Okay. It's a very common interaction. Yeah. When I get in an elevator person, that's usually how it goes. It's a hello, yeah. hi scenario. Yeah. So let me hear what his reaction was to that basic hello, I'll hi. tell you right now, I, right. we've actually already called this shot right here. Exactly. That's why I wanted to just hear it so okay. that we could discuss it. Okay. <laughs> called it. That's all it took? Called that's it. That's all it took. <laughs> Attraction. This so is that, infatuation. That's more. This the is story. infatuation. That's more the story than the hell. This is I. infatuation. He just said in one line. He said, "I knew right then you were the one." Because she said hello. But I was caught because up in physical attraction. Let's not. He's calling himself out. He knows one, this one, isn't healthy and real. I wanted to let everybody that one stood up to make this point. He was very passionate. The in sync shirt he's wearing that he wore to '90s R&B Day is like as vibrant as ever as he was screaming across the table at me. I think he has it backwards because he says right then when she said hello he knew she was the one. Then he goes ahead and, and admits hey, it might have been a physical attraction thing. Probably not so much the hello as it was the physical attraction. But my point is that he understands that this is just like she's a babe. It's fucking hot. And that's fine. Yeah. But like you let's just leave it up to that. Yeah. Do you, don't, you don't need to determine she's the one based on her hello. Like, and okay. you saying hi. And he said hi. Yeah. And then he's like, dude, this is, I'm getting married. I met the one today. Like people love to, especially in the 90s, they love to romance that idea of that love at first sight. And that's it. That's all you knew. Like you, oh, as soon as I saw her, I texted my buddy. I'm like, yo, I just met Well, my they wife. didn't text anybody I'm back in the okay, 90s. you're right. They dialed him up on a rotary phone and then said, yo, I met my wife today. She said hello. And I said hi. Yeah. Exactly. Said hello. And here's the thing, you've been in this situation, I've been in this I actually found myself in this situation very recently where I met somebody. Her lips said hello. I don't remember the exact very first interaction. I just remember yeah, instantly, I just remember the first interaction being like, oh, I could like her. Yeah. I could like genuinely like this person. That's a fair reaction. But though. here's the thing. That's not that doesn't one. come off, but that doesn't come off of just physical attraction. That gut, that intuition that you have. It's a really good hello. It comes off of chemistry. Yeah. It comes off of Chemistratic hello hi. Yes, it comes off of chemistry. It's it's, it's you get the little butterflies. Yes, yeah. you're vibing as mm -hmm. we would say. Good vibe. Right. So we've been there. Sure. I've been there. Mm -hmm. But you don't necessarily need to declare them the one based on their hello. And I don't. I didn't text you when I said I didn't say hey man. I'm glad you did because that would have been a cheesy text to receive. I did by the end of the night end up singing the song to her, but that's besides the point. That's just how it goes. To my satisfaction, <laughs> baby, you're more than just. A fire That's such a quick jump.
A huge jump. That's such a huge jump. Yeah. Well, I mean, he already established that he knows it. Hi, so. hello. She's uh, the one. I was really caught up in my physical attraction to you. Yeah. But then so, I so was relieved to learn that you're more than just a pretty face. So, therefore... More than just I'm a take, friend. I'm going to take the leap, too. If I ever fall in love again, I will be sure... I'll be sure that the lady is a friend If I ever fall in love so true, so true I will be sure that the lady is just like you I love how you sit back in your chair with this look that says says it all. As though the listeners can see your reaction right now. Like, am I right? Am I wrong? I'm, I'm, if, <laughs> if I am friends with this dude, I am having an intervention. 1,000%. That's where a lot of these are going to leave us. We're like, dude, you should probably talk to somebody about this because this is not healthy initial behavior. I will be sure oh. that the ladies just like, so if this doesn't work out. Right, which is incredibly weird that you're like, okay, if this doesn't work out, I'm making sure it's somebody just like you. And not only that, I'm assuming this is before even the first date. This is going off the initial high. This is this is going off a, your yeah. lips said hello, hello, hi. And he went through all of this. And he's already accent. gotten to the end point of we didn't work it out, so I'm going to go out look out for somebody just like, like you. you. Yeah, that's crazy. Talk. That is literally textbook codependency right there. Yeah. It's not healthy thought processing at all. If I say that Ooh, I you one and only promise that you never leave me lonely. I just wanna be the one you need. That's codependency. That is so codependent. You're right. That is so codependent. He's like, I just wanna if be I, the one you need. I just wanna be the one not only that, but before that, if I tell you that I will just be with you, mm -hmm. promise me. Promise, promise that you'll never leave me lonely. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> really, dude? Oh, baby. I just wanna be the one to serve you. Sometimes I feel as if I don't deserve you. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Again. Yeah, yeah. I'm chasing after a person I already feel that I don't deserve. If you were told all these things by a friend of yours and not in the beautiful song, and you just like compiled all this information in your head, like, okay, so you only know this girl because you said hello, hi. You've already determined she's the one. If she doesn't work out, you want somebody just like her. You want to also have her promise that she must need you as well. I just, just want to be the one who so serves much. you. Sometimes, Sometimes I feel as I if feel I like don't it. deserve you. Yeah. Like, why are you going to zero to 1,000 on every line? On every like, line. Like, and this is my the whole point. The right over-promising. The, yeah. like, it's one thing to say, like, uh, you don't like Frank Sinatra you references. It's one I know thing to Frank say, Sinatra. It's one thing to say, on come fly with me. It's one thing to say, yeah. fly me to the moon, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like this are... this sweet, simple gesture yeah. of, like, I'm going to make this a romantic and thing. And we know we're it's not actually going to fly to the moon, so it's fine. But a, yeah. what, we're breaking this down, and we're literally being like, this, 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 this is competency. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. This is, this is not first week or even day, no, day or week or month knowing somebody talking. Or beyond this, even if this is a real relationship... If you say to somebody, I'll be your one and only, promise me that you're never going to leave me lonely. I just want to be the one you need. I just want to be the one who serves you. Sometimes I feel it. That's all like, that's emotional abuse right there. Yeah. It kind of is, right? Yeah. You're basically putting it on the person that you're infatuated with. It's all that on my yeah. happiness and health 
is completely dependent on the fact that you stick with me. And then you never leave me lonely. Yeah. yeah. Dude. It's a lot of... No. This is such a jam. <laughs> I'll cherish every moment that we share. At least he's living in the moment. At least he's finally living in the moment. Does that make sense to you, by the way? He didn't reference anything that suggests that they built any of this off of a friendship. No, to me, this is I still going off that. the initial reaction. That's deep in the wrong ways. That Again, that's the emotional abuse aspect of it, of like, I'm telling this person I might not ever fall in love again. And that's a lot to handle on the first interaction. That's a lot to handle off of, you guys picked out the same avocado at Vaughn's right down the street, <laughs> and her lips said hello, and, and you I said, said hi. hi. Yeah. That's a lot. Singers have to sing. Overlayering everything. I can get into this. I'm not even gonna try to hit that. I'm not even gonna try to hit that. I will tell you. Everybody's done this though. like to point out go for it this is the one where i'm like i'm gonna seriously test this, this is the one where you push it i know that my singing range i can rap i can rap pretty good my singing range is subpar is that a karaoke standard it's for a, you it's a go-to karaoke standard for me but only when i it's like the end of the night and there's not many people around only like the friends of mine i wouldn't <clears> do it on stage at one of those ones where there's like an hour and a half wait and everybody that goes up there is like audition crushes for American Idol. yeah i've never actually done that at karaoke before I've never done uh, that song it's, it's one of my favorites i'm usually more of a hootie and the blowfish kind of guy <laughs> I would karaoke you know but i only want to be with you yeah yeah i only want to be with you i would never do that song. that song got played out to me like two months in and then it never stopped like two so, months in back in 1993 1996 or whatever yeah it was probably whatever it was 94 i'd no. say the yeah. 90s are all literally one year <laughs> The 90s were all that one neon purple highlighter year. Yeah, what a great time to be. That was the best time to like grow up. Like I feel like the 90s were built for like our age of what we were. We're, we're, we're through it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're growing up at the right time. We we discussed this before. We were born um, in the right era, and I love where I'm at now as a result of being a 90s baby. But uh, yeah, as we've discussed. However, I would say that this next song. Okay. That we're gonna ruin? Yes. Is even more of a jam. Bold statement right off the top. No, but... it's more of a jam. So with that, I would like to introduce thing number three. Number three. Before we actually play this song, I should say to everybody who's listening, you're welcome. You know. Excellent you intro. Know. What a great intro this is. You absolutely you right out the gate. Everybody should be sidestepping right now to this. Actually, let's get up and sidestep. I'm gonna do a running man real quick. 
This move right here. Push that. That's well, a good one. Push That's right a good one. Get it, Ryan. Get it. Should we discuss what they're saying at some point? I don't know that we should. I feel like we're already dancing. We haven't even ruined the song. We did he just we both say, wake up, which is what one is, that still confuses me to this day. All right, that needs to be discussed immediately. <laughs> all right, yeah, see, that's, okay, here's where I'd like to jump right in here. This is a jam that instantly made me and Juan both jump up and just start dancing, inevitably. Then he hits you with that, and you're like, wait, whoa, 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 why were wait, we... Wait, what did he say? Were we asleep? Were wait. they asleep? <laughs> I don't know, every single time I've ever made love, it was never done until we both wake up. Well, was she uh, like, was actually? Whoa! Yeah, I never thought uh -oh. about that aspect of Wait, it. Wait, okay, so then let's let's. I don't know that we want to touch ahead, that. I don't want to touch that. I, I <laughs> however, I think you'll find I if just, we keep listening. I will say, I want not to touch that. I'm, <laughs> I'll let you keep listening. Too. I want to set the precedence of this song, or for us breaking down this song, that I think this is one of the ones that falls into the category that I was speaking to earlier of it's filled with innuendo. Like, yes, technically, it's pretty obvious that this guy wants to get down. Right? I want to sex you up right out the but gate, yes. they're saying a lot of other things that are like, if we want to go back to the very first verse of this song, come inside, take off your coat, I'll make you feel at home, now let's pour a glass of wine because now we're all alone. He's this is kind of predatory here. Then he says we'll make love until we both wake up. Obviously, okay, this is Color Me Bad. We should be watching the music video, not the music video to... of this one is epic because Color Me Bad, which is I'm pretty sure was shot epic. on the same studio stage as Olive in Living Color and, and Shy and all and the videos every other the music video that was yeah, ever done in the nineties. It was like the, the same set used at like Roundhouse, yeah, you know, from Nickelodeon era. Also, they was... had amazing oversized, colorful suits, which they is did. like one and of I my favorite. I will favorites. give it to them that they had some style. That one dude was probably the the first one to rock the frosted tips yeah that was probably around the initial but that, that was becoming a general in like, 1991 91 this song came out in 91 oh okay yeah that probably was the beginning that was well before the boy band era i also well here these guys actually are prominent i think if you really think about it in the the way the boy bands became because i always remember the first time i like saw this song they performed on saturday night live and they had fantastic choreography to go yep. along the really whole did. song and that was kind of what boy bands became. So That's a good point. I think Color Me Bad should be acknowledged more for sort of setting off the boy band era. I never thought about that. I love that TikTok in the background. It's such a good element of the song. Stop it. Whoa, whoa, disconnect the phone so nobody knows. Remember how I told you earlier that whole do it till we can't wake up? We might not want to think that that's what it might mean. But there's but gonna be a it, few lyrics in this song that make you think. What if it is what we don't want it to mean? That's what I'm saying. There's a few lyrics that we're gonna hear that are like, "I'm trying to not." Why are we disconnecting the phone? 
What? And this is a, this was back in the day when all you had to do to disconnect a phone was literally pull that thing out of the wall. Pull a cord. Pull a cord out yeah, of the wall. Yeah, not block somebody. And then nobody was actually able to reach your house. So just I'm just saying, weird thing to think about when you're getting into sex you up mode. I'm usually not thinking like, hey, your phone is disconnected, right? Like nobody can call you. Like you can't be contacted right now. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Like, that's mm. not really what Predatory. I'm... Predatory. Yeah, yeah. Predatory song. Uh, it's turning that way. All right, keep going. Let me light a candle so we can make it Make it love until we drown. Until we drown. Did not know that that was a thing that could happen. Okay, where Did are we Did not drowning? know that was happening. Why are we drowning now? Why, Why would we drown? Why, are we, what is Why would we drown? When did that become a precaution that we need to worry about? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is this? There has been no discussion of a bathtub or anything like no. that, like our shower. Even. No, he was just actually just talking about lighting a candle to make it better. Yeah, which I kind of get what he's getting at. Like I'm gonna make, the, I'm gonna set the mood. Come on, color me bad. Steer me towards a happy place. And as soon as I hit play here, what's gonna happen? It's gonna play. Here he goes again. Yeah. Doesn't sound good after talking about drowning. And this is what I'll do. You've been singing those words all this time. I've been show. singing those words You've always all this that. time. Yeah. Because it just sounds good and I can. I, I can. Right. So why not? That's what I'm saying. A lot of these 90s R&B songs were just kind of like, I think if we really gotten inside their head, this gets dark quick. If you actually sit and pay attention to it, yes. Or maybe That's the point was that we were supposed to get caught up in it like we technically did as kids and just enjoy it. I told you we were gonna so that we a, overlook. We knew we were how gonna, deep like, and dark. And we tried to tell you we're is. gonna ruin a jam. I'm sorry. I mean, I feel it's bad. That we're such a jam, that. though. It is. I'm not gonna not dance to it. No, I mean, not that's at gonna all. happen either. You know what was a funny theme of '90s R&B? Which is what's going on right now in the uh, in the bridge is the guy who was the hype man who was never actually hyped. He just had a deep voice, mm -hmm. and he just started or ended every little in. interlude that he there jumped was... in with with yeah. And they just let the deep voice brother of the group just be like yeah, girl, you know what I want to do. And that's exactly what he's you know doing. What we feel. He's like the hype guy, but he's yeah. not hyped. No, no, he almost like cools it down. He's like the cool down brother. Like, yeah. Like, of course, boys to men, I think, had the ultimate cool down brother. Like, yeah, what guy. was that guy's name? I never knew anybody. Nobody actually knew I that knew guy's Wanye, name, I knew Wanye, that was about it. Which, I don't know why you never made Wanye happen as, as a nickname. You still have could. the liberty to do that. Yeah, could, it's my still life's not there. over. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of time to go. He might go through a Wanye phase. All right? <laughs> Everybody direct it back to this very moment, if that's what happened. Okay, perfect. Here's here's the good here's the good part. Alright. Here's the good part. Makes me love and all night long. Feels so right, it can't be wrong. Why are we worrying about being wrong? Don't be shy, girl, rescue me. Open up your heart and I'll set you free. 
I love the influence that they have from like this part right here makes me think of like the Temptations or the Four Seasons or one of those groups. The that Four had, Seasons yeah, was not a group. You, yeah, there were. <laughs> were they? Wasn't it? The, the Four, four Seasons is a hotel, homie. What What's the group I'm thinking of? The Four. No, no there's, there's a Spinners. The Four. <laughs> the Four Tops. Is that it? I don't know. There, there's probably a fuck ton of four this thing. But you know what I mean. That, Not that, Amigos, because there were only three of those. No, no, no. The, the group that all had like matching suits with a long microphone stand, and they would all do choreography together. The that West, one group that the, wore matching outfits and did choreography? There was a bunch of them in the 60s, is what I'm saying. Um, the Whispers. The Whispers. I'm furiously explaining myself right now. <laughs> the Whispers were a great group in the 80s. That's what I'm getting this vibe right here at this part. I'm imagining them all doing and I've seen them perform, so they do do it. They all have their own microphone stand, and they do matching choreography at the same time. Where did that go? I missed that in our music culture. That was one of my favorite things. The boy band era of the the late 90s and 2000s definitely hit that hard. No, but it was different. They modernized it. It was different. It's an evolution. It's an evolution. I know what I'm saying. I want the matching suits with a long microphone stand, and they were the last group I can think of that really kind of did that. Because that's what, I mean, their suits were colorful and baggy and, like, very 90s-esque. So they had their own little swing on it. But still, that was something that I think I miss in music today. And that's, this part, that's all I think of. Because, like, they're all like, la, 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 la. And I imagine them all doing the same thing. And then the they're one doing guy, the running man. You're always the, doing the running yeah, man, too. And then the one guy's like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he's standing he's off to the side yeah. over by the fountain. Or he's, like, kicking it in front, and he's, like, just, like, taking over. I love here's that the real, dynamic. Here's the real question. Which one of these guys... Is straight? No, 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 no. I'm not going there. Which one of these guys, <laughs> if, like, this was a, a homey effort, uh-huh. and we're singing to a woman... Uh-huh. Which one of these guys was the guy who went out and got the girl? And then all of his friends were just standing back there supporting him and lifting him up? Or did they somehow, there's four dudes with a bunch of talent who sing and dance. and Oh, look, there just happens to be four women of equal attraction, a a level of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, attraction? Yeah. Yeah. That's how, it usually how did that went. work? That's usually when how when in music. That was goes. how they broke that down in vid- music videos. Yeah, yeah. We never usually, thought about how illogical they that. Up, they always just paired that up. That like, never right actually up. works in real life. They immediately knew their dance partner, and then they would grab them, and they'd have sweet choreography. Yeah, yeah. No, it never works it out. It doesn't work really. out that way. No, it's always like well, like one hot girl, her friends are then too protective. Or the one who's not hot and is angry. Yeah, that there's then the, there's the protective friend that's like trying to kibosh any kind of forward moving progress that's happening you know like yeah it's and never you, it never works out as and you want to know a funny thing video. about us like going taking a hard right on this particular topic and idea is that none of this would actually be a problem if you walk into a club and this song is playing it should I don't know why 
it would feel wrong again. Like, I'd... don't be sad, girl. Get with me. Why is she being sad? Come on, why do you have to throw that in there at the end as a fade out? God, I'm trying my best to think positively of this song, but it's hard to ignore. When it's kind of one of those things you can't unhear once you hear. You know what I realized? We, I feel successfully ruined if I ever fall in love. And we definitely just successfully kind of I ruined. I don't them. think it's possible to ruin. I want to sex you up. We just equated. We can it make to, it awkward. We just equated it to potential rage. You can't fight the earth. Well, they're both like that though. Mm, like, we're not. Gonna, I don't know. Okay. That. Anybody that liked those songs beforehand, they're not gonna dislike them. Yeah. Before. And the potential downside of the two that we just brought up, I think, was much worse with the Color Me Bad song. Okay, good point. <laughs> yeah. But, you win on that one. Yeah. Here's the thing. I'm not gonna let it ruin it for me. It doesn't ruin I, those songs. I hope we ruined it for you. <laughs> I actually think that's what that's we the humor in it is that yeah, we yeah. can't actually. We can't really. That's song. what's fun about it. You know, we can dissect them, we can talk shit about it, but then the, when the song plays out, we get up, we start dancing, we're like, yeah, no, that's a jam. No, I'm gonna play that tomorrow and probably later on tonight. Uh, I'm gonna literally play that song on repeat for the next seventy. Let's just now. keep this bender going. Yeah, we should. Let's, let's just keep this fiendship for '90s R&B going. With that being said, here's what we can do. We could put a pin in this, and we could actually maybe do a part two, since we're still fiending for '90s R&B. You want to do a part two? I'm open to it because there's so many good jams that we haven't even discussed and like theories. Yeah, when like. The hat has a lot of songs in it. We didn't even get to the hat. We didn't even get to the hat. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. We need to get to the hat. It's got a bunch of fire 90 jams. So I think what we do is we put a pin in it for now, and then we get ready to open it up to a part two 90s R&B fiendship. One is still on a bender. Um, yeah. Are you game for that? Yeah, I'm actually down for that. Let's do it. Okay, cool. But for now, episode five is going to be wrapped up in the books because... You gotta get back to your life. Well, we gotta get back to whatever the hell we were just doing. Which was listening to the 90s. We're gonna get to Maybe we should mix in some uh, some 90s hip hop. Maybe that's an idea. You might have to Do consider to myself a scholar in... <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely a professor in the area of thugonomics 1990s hip hop. I will actually so. say that's probably 99% of why we became such good yeah, friends. Yeah, it was definitely a kinship there. It certainly wasn't our love of sports teams. No, not at all. That demanded that we hate each other from the beginning. So I think, yeah, we could credit 90s hip hop and R&B with me and you becoming friends. And it continues to this day. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. We're going to do it again real soon because right. we got more 90s R&B to get to and three more things that we're going to have to discuss. One, guys, thanks for coming back. Thanks, buddy. Loading it up again. Fun as always. Everybody else, go out there and jam to some 90s R&B. Do yourself a favor and anyone around you. Yeah, you're welcome for that, everybody. Yeah, we gave you some jams and just start a dance party wherever you're at right now. I demand so. And everybody's going to love you for it. And if they don't, then you shouldn't be with your friends. Yeah. For one guys, I'm Castle and we are out of here.